Initialize sequence. Yo, what up? This is Prozac. This is Shaq's too dope from Insane Cloud Posse. Yeah, this is Reese. Yo, this be the one them called Tech Nine. What's up? This is Mad Child. This is your boy Spider-Man, a.k.a. Brother Lynch. Huh? Jared from Head P.E. Yo, what up? This is Hop. My name is Recognized. This is Boondock. Yo, this is Blazy Dale, homie. Welcome to the Underground, Australia's home of underground music. What is up and welcome to the Underground. It is Ned joined by Minnesota rapper Ill Fortune. Ill, how are you, man? Doing fucking awesome, man. How you doing? I'm going really well, man, and I've just spoken to you a little bit off sort of air here, and I'm genuinely very excited to be catching up with you, man, because you're one of those sort of hidden gems in the underground scene, one of those dudes that can sort of do it all, multi-talented. So first up, before we get into everything, why the name change from Bloodshot to Ill Fortune? What happened here? Well, first of all, my real name is Hunter Fortune, so I wanted something more authentic, you know, genuine to who I am. And it was either just going straight up with Hunter Fortune, then I took some time to think about it, and I was like, you know what, man, I think Ill Fortune's better. Not only that, but it's a double meaning, you know? Yeah, I agree, man, and sort of bloodshot Ill Fortune. I like it a lot, man. So your name's genuinely Hunter Fortune. I got that, and I just thought that was a play on the Ill Fortune gimmick sort of thing. So there you go. Yeah, for real, man. Bloodshot was always more of a nickname. My friends used to call me and stuff, but it's not really the kind of name where a lot of people were taking me too seriously, and I think my brand was suffering from that. So once I did the whole name switch, everything kind of changed from there. Yeah, I would think so, man. There's a lot of Bloodshot rap or one sort of thing in the underground scene, so I think you made a great decision right there. But let's rewind back even further. I want to get a bit of a run back, and, a, and can you let us know your story? I was reading that you started at the age of seven. Yeah, man. Well, first off, my dad was a big break dancer back in the 80s and a graffiti artist. So early on, I was exposed to a lot of really old school hip hop, like Trigger Hill Gang, you know, Kirby Hancock, Nucleus, that kind of stuff. So, you know, I was always trying to break dance and like do graffiti and stuff at a really young age. I even started, you know, writing lyrics. I think the year before I was actually in kindergarten, I wrote my first verse. You know, it wasn't anything good, obviously, but that's kind of where it started. And then, you know, I've always just been writing and rapping, and it wasn't until seventh grade that I started recording. I got Audacity on my computer and got, like, a garage band mic and plugged it in and started rapping that way and just learning and from there, just, you know, progressed. Yeah, right. So it's crazy when you hear that people have been doing it since such a young age, and I guess your dad is a big-time influence there, man, being involved in all of that. Yeah, for real. I mean, not a lot of people have, you know, fathers who do that kind of stuff. And it, I was really impacted by that. So I was just obsessed with hip hop. I remember in third grade, I did like a whole project on hip hop culture and all the different aspects of it and all that. That's crazy right there. Not many third graders doing that sort of stuff. But you are multi-talented. We were talking about this earlier. You rap, you do your own beats, you do your own graphics, videos, the works. That's right, yeah? That's correct, man. Not only for yourself, people can use your services as well, that's right? I work with some people and do stuff for certain people, but for the most part, nowadays I've been getting a lot more busy, a lot of different projects, so I don't do a lot of freelancing with my services, but I still help out the homies when they need it. Well, that's my bad right there, so we'll switch things up. What would you sort of say best describes the sound of your music? It's just... It's authentic. For one, it's raw. I know a lot of people say their music's raw, but you know, this shit is straight, just gritty and the kind of stuff that makes you want to just know what I'm gonna say next, you know? I want to put listeners on the edge of their seat and just catch their attention with what I'm saying. Not necessarily my flow, my voice. I want them to actually like hear what's coming out of my mouth and be like, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> yeah. You know? So I don't know how you would describe that, but that's, that's kind of it. 
Yeah, it sort of speaks for itself. If you're listening, you can definitely check this out at illfortunemusic.com. You've got a wide range, sort of a best of list there. I was checking it out. And Minnesota-based, the scene there seems pretty solid. Is is that safe to say? Yeah, for sure, man. Who are your sort of biggest influences around the Minnesota area? I'm not actually influenced by anybody in Minnesota, to be honest. There's not a lot of people here doing this type of music, you know, that raw underground horrorcore type of stuff. So a lot of the stuff you hear here is conscious rap, you know? Yeah. A lot of the, there's not even a lot of artists that have blown up out of Minnesota. And the ones that have all have that similar kind of conscious vibe feeling. But then you got the new wave trap thing that's still, it's kind of taking over a lot of the scene. So I just try to do what I can to be different. As far as my actual influences go, grew up listening to Necro a lot, a lot of Mr. Hyde. ICP, you know? Yeah. Even Eminem early on, but there was a period where I, I went without, you know, I wasn't really fucking with Eminem, and now, now in my older age, I'm kind of going back like, eh, old school Slim's still killing it. Still <laughs> killed it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sounds like we've got some very similar influences there. Necro, he's... He's all sorts of crazy. Seen him live a couple of times, man, and, and definitely brings it. Yeah, man, that was all thanks to my uncle. So my uncle, my dad's brother, is like super into horror, and he was a, a juggalo when I was growing up. So I started out, you know, listening to Eminem, and then he kind of turned me on to Necro and ICP, and then that was at like 10, 11 years old. I started fucking with them. So <laughs> yeah, you've really all obsessed with horror movies and everything too. He was he's just like a super horror head, you know. He has like three, four hundred horror movies. Damn. Crazy. Were you going around, sneaking around to his place and watching those horror movies at the age of 10 and 11 as well, or? Yeah, man, I've been watching horror movies all my life. That's like, that's my shit. That is my life, pretty much, is horror. Oh, I love that. We will talk about that a little bit later on, man. But right now, I want to know about this underground rap contest that you've got going on, War on Mainstream. What's the go there? So... I want to give my customers, my fans, and you know, other artists that I work with just another opportunity for exposure. I've, I've been having a lot of them asking me if I'm ever going to do some sort of contest. And I also have a lot of people that want to do songs with me. But I don't have a lot of time in my schedule to be doing features a lot. So I kind of thought this would be a good way to put some people on. First off, see who's really killing it, you know? So basically, people, you know, they get the beat, it's like 10 bucks for the beat, they record a 16 bar, make a video for it, drop it, send it to me, and then I'm gonna pick three people, the three dopest people to get on the official cypher, where everybody will have their own video part. It'll be kind of like real wolf style cyphers, if you've ever uh, seen those, kind of. So yeah. I think it'll be a good way to give people a real chance to shine. That's awesome right there and sort of giving back. And that's what I was sort of talking more about earlier with your services being available, like sort of alluding to the beats and stuff that you have for sale on your site. That's definitely people need to check those out, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's not a lot of people dropping this type of grimy underground type hip hop. You know, I get told a lot that people have been searching for the type of production that I provide. I used to dabble a lot with just like everything in terms of the beats I was releasing. And then, you know, my subscribers and followers kept telling me, you know, stick with the horror shit. Keep doing the dark shit. You know, that's what we want to hear. So that's what I love to do. And that's what they want to hear. So I said, fuck it. You know, I'm not going to keep trying to put out stuff that I think people want and put out the shit that I actually like to do. So that's kind of why I just stuck to the horror niche 100% ever since I did that and things have just been really solid and consistent yeah that is awesome right there so be sure to pick these beats up at illfortunemusic.com you've got a whole bunch on there and very cool and that being said you're talking about your sort of eerie very graveyard feel sort of horror inspired beats and i was going to ask you but you've already answered the question about being a big horror movie guy with that being said what are your sort of favorite horror movies that you grew up on that sort of inspire that ill fortune sound 
Well, right off the bat, all the classic slashers, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, all the Friday the 13th movies and Halloween, Texas Chainsaws, obviously. The thing is, is that I had the opportunity of getting to watch a lot of movies that people my age weren't able to even know about. He had ones that weren't even legal in the United States at the time, you know, so I was watching those too. And I don't remember the titles of all of those ones, but there was some crazy traumatic shit. And, (laughs) you know, the more you watch and then the more it just kind of doesn't bother you. I don't know. So do you have any ones that we should check out there, man? A horror movie recommendation outside? Oh, yeah, dude. Right off the bat, Cannibal Holocaust. you got to see that if you've never seen it. That shit's pretty dope. Dead and Breakfast is a pretty good horror comedy one that I think people need to see. That one is super underrated. All the Sleepaway Camp movies, great. Off the top of my head, those are the ones that come right to my head. Have you seen any of those? Well, man, it's funny that you say that, and not many people actually ask me about this sort of thing, but I was going to say, I still haven't seen these Sleepaway Camp movies, and they're meant to be absolute classics in the sort of horror genre, so I'm going to have to get my butt into gear and definitely check them out. Yeah, man, there's this new streaming service I just found out about. It's called Tubi, T-U-B-I. The kit's free. You can get it on your, you know, your gaming systems, your phone or whatever. And they have so much old school horror movies, including the Sleepaway Camp movie. If you're interested in that, but it's definitely worth checking out. Definitely interested, man, but that's the thing about being in Australia. I doubt we'll have it here. You guys are very lucky with the stuff that you have over there, but I'm going to have to get amongst it for sure, man, somehow and check out these movies. So next time I chat with you, we can discuss more in detail, man. But on that sort of thing, I often ask my guests, and I want to know, you're a big horror guy. What are your sort of thoughts on the recent remakes? Like we had a new Halloween last year, and it sort of seems to be the, the big trend. There's a couple more slated for the next couple of years. What are your thoughts? You know, 10 years ago, like 2009, 2010, at that point, all the remakes that were coming out were pretty much just all trash. You know, like the Mm -hmm. the Nightmare on Elm Street one pissed me off. The Friday the 13th one wasn't pretty iffy on it. There were certain things I didn't like about it. With the new Halloween that just came out, man, I think there's going to be a resurgence in flashes. I think that they're going to start, you know, it's going to have the same effect that it had when the original one came out, where that shit dropped and then all of a sudden saw like a whole new era of flashes. And you already see that because they just did uh, the Child's Play movie, which I was extremely against until I saw it and actually liked it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, They changed a lot of stuff, but, you know, for the most part, I think it was pretty dope. So I'm looking forward to to seeing what they do in the future. There's supposed to be a a new nightmare on the street coming out soon. Hopefully they don't fuck it up again. Your thoughts are pretty much exactly what I thought too. I was a little skeptical sort of thing, but I I loved that remake of Chucky. I thought last year's Halloween movie was great and I'm sort of hyped up for these new ones coming out as well. But a lot of the people I get on here are just like, do something new. I was talking to Wednesday 13. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but man, he was totally against the remakes in the end there. But man, I'm with you. Definitely need to see more of them. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, the Halloween wasn't even technically a remake. It was just, they're just going back, scrapping all the other sequels and starting over, which it seems like a pretty risky thing to do, but they definitely did it right. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the next ones are. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the hell he gets out of that fire-inflamed room there at the end in the basement or whatever. It seems like the impossible thing, but, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, I guess. Yeah. I was honestly hoping that he would kill Laurie Strove at the end of that shit. But then after thinking about it more, I realized that if he would have did that, there probably wouldn't have been much reason to see the next movie, you know? Yeah, exactly, man. But we'll change things back up to your music, otherwise we'll be just here talking about horror all the time, man, which isn't a bad thing. But you did a track with my dude, Gmo, Angel of Death. Who else would you sort of like to ultimately work with? 
Uh, there's a couple people out there. I would like to work with a lot of the people on the Magic Ninja roster. I mean, hopefully can do something with, like, reach out to maybe Mr. Hyde in the future. I've talked to him a little bit and gotten a quote on what he does for features, so that's, that's definitely possible in the future. I don't want to say anything for definite, you know. Uh, there's not a lot of artists I actually want to work with, to be honest, though. Like I said, Magic Ninja's killing it right now. I don't know, man. It's kind of setting my ways a little bit. I don't, I don't fuck with a lot of people in the game, to be honest. Yeah, and I respect that right there, man, but it would be awesome to see you pop up on some M&E features and definitely Mr. Hyde as well. Mr. Hyde, actually, that'd be really cool with you both having that very sort of horror sort of feel to you, man. But you drop weekly instrumentals. Is that still happening at the moment? Yep, definitely. I drop one instrumental on Wednesday, 11 a.m. Central Time. Sometimes I'll do uh, two a week, and I'll usually announce it to my people first and say, you know, I'm going to be doing a beat on Wednesday and Saturday this month, so make sure you check back. You got to kind of run it like a like a channel, man, like a TV channel, you know, have a set schedule. That way people know when to show up. That's exactly how we run things here too, funnily enough. Each Wednesday we drop a podcast sort of deal. So yeah, that's cool, man. You said you don't really mess with anyone else sort of deal. What are your takes on the scene currently, like the sort of underground music scene? I think there's some cats that are killing it. I think they're some people that are keeping it authentic and you know it's sad because there's some people that work on it and now it just seems like they're only doing what is popping that's what my song never will i was partially inspired by and about was i said it in the first bar you know never will i be the type to blow up and get whacked the second i get signed because there's a lot of people that just kill it kill it and then they get famous and then everything changes and i'm not gonna i don't want to drop any names or anything because it happens a lot you know, I'm sure mm. you could probably think of a few people that's happened to. But yeah, man, I, I, I'm really happy to say that, you know, like Necro, Bill Bill, those guys are still doing the same shit that they've been doing or that they were doing, which I think is dope because they never switched it up. You know, they kept true to what the fans like, what they liked, and they weren't trying to make anybody fucking happy. They just did their thing. It definitely does get to me sometimes, too. Like, I'll, I'll start getting in my head, like, man, I need to make some party shit, some shit people can vibe to. But ultimately, that's not what I, I like to do. Like, I'm not going to do what the mainstream wants to hear I'm going to do what I love to do and if people fuck with it that's cool yeah I think that's very well said right there so what at the moment are you working on man do we have an album or something like that to look out for like what's the future hold for Ill Fortune yeah so right now I am working on a collaboration album with one of my longtime homies from high school and it's going to kind of take on like an, an old school 90s kind of boom bap vibe I don't necessarily want to say conscious rap but it's going to be more mellow gonna have some some gritty stuff on there too but it's mainly just gonna be some some real human type shit you know it's not gonna be on the whole horrorcore fuck the world type vibe but with that being said i am working on dropping singles right now that's kind of my my whole focus is to consistently drop you know singles but also take the time to uh really you know put work into them and make them all they can be because I find myself a lot of times when I work on an album, I take my time, but I also don't, you know, put as much time into every song as I could, considering I'm doing, you know, everything on my own in terms of, you know, production and then, you know, mixing, mastering, all that stuff. It's just, I figured I, I want to take more time. And right now I'm actually working on a specific single that I'm really looking forward to dropping. I'm going to do a video for it, but it's a, it's a full-on story concept song. And I've never really dropped anything quite like this. So I think it's hopefully going to be impactful. Yeah, that sounds like something that really to look out for. When can we sort of expect that? 
I would say by October, hopefully by October we can get that. It just depends on how everything goes. I started working on it yesterday. I spent about eight hours on the lyrics, and it's not going to have a hook or anything. It's just straight bars all the way through. So yeah, I spent about eight hours yesterday, and then another six today finishing the lyrics and, and then writing the beat for it. So now I just got to record it, mix it, and then start on the video. So hopefully soon, man. That is crazy, and I think some people don't realize the amount of effort that just goes into a single a song like that, man. That, that's a that's a lot of time right there. I used to rush my verses, man. I think a lot of people try to write a verse in like 30 minutes to an hour, and I used to do it, but, you know, when you, when you sit there and keep, you know, like wrapping the same bar over and over in your head and then changing it little by little every time until it's 100% perfect, you know, until the syllables are on point, until you know that you can say it without fucking it up, you know? You, you gotta put in that extra time if you want it to be good. Yeah, definitely, and the, the result is there. You, you do hear it. All right, right before we go, Il, I want to grab a recommendation from you. You've sort of already given us a horror movie recommendation, so it can be something outside of the line of that, you know, a band to check out or, or whatever. Like, what's something that Ill Fortune does or recommends that your fans should check out? Oh, man, you put me on the spot. <laughs> uh, check out, for one, I want to I wanna shout out my last album, Fables of the Unstable, because I haven't done that on here. The whole album is a concept. You know, it's supposed to be like an 80s, 90s vibe. But yeah, it has skits in it every few songs that all tie into the original concept of the album. So definitely check that out, Fables of the Unstable. Aside from that, I really can't think of anything, to be honest. That's all good, man. Be sure to check this man out. Check out that album and all of his work at illfortunemusic.com. Twitter.com, Real Bloodshot there. Facebook.com, illfortunemusic218. Instagram.com, illfortunemusic. YouTube.com, The Real Bloodshot. And, of course, once again, illfortunemusic.com for all those beats and to check out everything that you do. Really appreciate you taking some time out to chat with me, man, and wish you nothing but the best of the luck for the future. Loving what you're doing. Yeah, for real, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you guys are doing, too. You know, keeping the underground culture alive and keeping it thriving. Mad respect for that. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, man. Let's check out Never Will I on the underground. Never will I be the type to kill a crack with malevolent tense rhymes and then blow up and get whacked the second I get signed. Those who murder with the pen ain't intended to get shined. While the kids who dissing legends are getting the headlines. Never will you hear me rapping, sounding like a model tune. But you may hear me chanting, howling at the harvest moon. I kill him with my mind, but that I mean the sharpest tool. And not a shoe is following the pack and working hard to move. Never will I try to be a person I'm not. I ain't trying to get a deal, I ain't determined to pop. The world is easy to annoy, that's why I'm stirring the pot. I could get to go to the goat with any verse that I got. And never will I ever drive a whip more than old grand. Never will I ever be a dick to my own fans. I don't give a damn if I'm famous and rich. If I make it to the top, then I'll be taking them with me. Never will I ever, I ever. When it comes to cash, there is nothing that you won't do. Never will I ever, I ever. You don't care about the craft, you just wanna blow too. Never will I ever, I ever. You made it on the easy path, now you ain't got no clue. Never will I ever, I ever. You will never last, there are things you need to go through I never make a record for the sake of being relevant They want me to be censored, y'all are making me rebel again Plotting in the solemn silence, patiently developing This ain't rocket science, I don't claim to be intelligent Never will I compromise my vision for another check Falling up the contract and I shove it down your fucking neck I'm independent, only fucking with the 1% You wanna come connect and humble up and come correct Never will I ever be a slave to my bank account Feeling like an old man, so much to complain about Loyal 
Souls of the underground, they've been trying to make it out. I don't wave around a gun for the sake of a pain and clout. Never will I say I'm sorry just because you're sensitive. Learn to take a joke, you don't really know what defensive is. Never will I mumble enunciating my sentences. What's the point of rapping if none of you making sense of this? Never will I ever, I ever. When it comes to cash, there is nothing that you won't do. Never will I ever, I ever. You don't care about the craft, you just wanna blow too. Never will I ever, I ever. You made it on the easy path, now you ain't got no clue. Never will I ever, I ever. You will never last, there are things you need to go through. It's the underground.